Hello, and welcome to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins, the podcast where we anticipate an experience with the Lord on each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening today, and my prayer is that you will be strengthened, encouraged, and challenged in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen. The primary purpose for this podcast is to be a source of inspirational truth that will awaken a deeper hunger within you for the fire of God to burn brighter and hotter in your life. Leviticus 6.12 says, The fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. This Old Testament verse spoke into the sacrificial burnt offering system of the temple, and it also reflects the fact that we as the bride of Christ are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we have a responsibility to steward our walk with God and maintain His flame that He has ignited in our hearts. I am your host, Keith Collins, and I invite you to join me now as we explore biblical truths that will help us to maintain the flame of God upon the altar of our hearts. Well, hello and welcome to Maintain the Flame today. I am Keith Collins, your host, and as in every week when I come to you, it is just always an honor. Um, I'm humbled at the fact that we are reaching people throughout America, around the world. We're hearing from people from all over the place, Southeast Asia, different places, and we are just blessed to know that lives are being touched, that people are being encouraged, that people are being encouraged to live for Jesus to the fullness that's available to us. And, you know, one of my passions is really seeing the church come to maturity. I believe that it is important, it is necessary as we look at the conditions of our world whether you live in America, whether you live in Southeast Asia, maybe you're in Eastern Europe today, um, wherever you're at, um, the world is full of a lot of challenges. And, and how many of you know that the enemy fights as hard as he can to hinder the church from her destiny? So I believe I'm speaking to people that have a call of God upon their lives today, um, people that are desirous to see Jesus glorified in this generation. And again, I am I'm humbled and I'm blessed that the Lord affords us this opportunity to do what we're doing. So be encouraged today in the Lord. Maybe you're going through a trial. Maybe you're in the midst of a storm that life brings to all of us from time to time. Maybe it's a financial storm. Maybe it's a physical storm. Maybe you're fighting demonic principalities where you're at. Maybe you're a leader. Maybe you're a pastor, a church planter, a missionary. Maybe you're a Christian business person. Maybe you're just someone that is just praying for God to direct you and to guide you. Whatever situation you're in, I want you to know that God is faithful to His purposes in your lives. And every one of you have a call of God upon you. You might not all be called to to plant a church or maybe to be an evangelist or maybe to teach in a Bible college or to um, pastor a church or sing Christian music or start a business. But every one of you are called to do something for Jesus and your life has value. It has worth. Jesus loves you. And I tell people this from time to time. He is more faithful to your calling and your destiny than you are. So you can rest in that. We're called to be a people of obedience, to be a people of prayer, to be a people of humility. All those things are so necessary. They're so important. 
But the reality is God is more faithful to us than we are to him. So let me encourage you to lean into the faithfulness of God, and you will find that his grace is sufficient. The Holy Spirit is in you. He's upon you. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can ask the Father. You can ask the Lord Jesus, baptize you in the fire of God, the Holy Spirit, and he will do that. It's an amazing gift, but that gift empowers you to fulfill the call of God upon your life. And so you be encouraged today. Again, I, I, I'm just feeling the Lord as I'm saying this, and I believe that there's someone listening to this today that really needs to hear this. Listen, you are valuable to Jesus Christ. You matter. You might think nobody sees you, nobody hears you, nobody knows you. Jesus not only sees you, knows you, hears you, friend. He loves you with an undying love. And the power of his love, he supplies a grace to walk in obedience, a grace to fulfill the call of God upon your life. So I don't know who that's for today, but I believe somebody needs to hear what I'm saying today. So you receive that and you go forth in faith knowing that Jesus is for you and he is not against you. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I I opened up a subject that I, I wanted to return to today. Last week, we did something a little different due to a schedule challenge that I had. I actually played an old um, recording from a while back, but, but I wanted to return to the subject of legacy today. I told you a couple of weeks ago, if you were listening to that episode, that that a few weeks ago, we we hosted a conference in the state of West Virginia, and the Lord really placed upon my heart the theme of legacy. As a result, we focused on what it really means to leave a legacy to the next generations and even the generations that follow after that, and talked a little bit about how if you look at Jewish history, you will find that there was a custom, there is a custom to remember the ways of the Lord as well as the ways of the the fathers and the mothers of the past. And and so through the Jewish feast, we, we see these remembrances, we see that these legacies are carried out. And it's so important, I believe, to make sure that we are having an eternal impact on those that God has put into our sphere. Now, there are different levels of sphere or different levels of engagement that we have with people. There are those people that I know personally that are in my life. Some of you know we have a network of leaders that we call Impact Global Fellowship. We launched this couple, about two and a half years ago, I guess now. But if you don't know about that, you can go to impactgf.org, impactgf.org. You can read a little bit about that. But the purpose for that um, was so that we could really engage other leaders in a personal way, that we could be a support for them, we could encourage them, we could um, be a resource for them as they fulfill the call of God upon their lives. So so we have a certain amount of influence there through that. I've also taught in ministry schools, Bible schools for over two decades, and through those experiences, you know, I've made connections with many students. Some of those students 
are still very much in my life, and I continue to communicate with them, to pray for them. Some of them are now pastoring churches, and I visit their churches, and I preach for them. So that that's another level of, of influence. Then, of course, I have my children. I have my grandchildren, three grown daughters, seven grandchildren, and that's even a deeper level of influence that the Lord has given me. We have friends, we have other family members. So my point is this, every one of us are influencing someone else. Every one of us are making an impact on someone else. Therefore, we must embrace the fact that God has called us to leave a legacy, a legacy of knowing Jesus, a legacy of faithfulness unto the Lord, a legacy of a pure and a godly, a holy life, a, a legacy of a prayer and intercession, a legacy of doing the work of an evangelist, a legacy of making disciples. In other words, whenever we go by way of the grave or the Lord returns and receives us, um, what will our legacy actually be? What are we going to be remembered for based on our time on this earth as followers, as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I believe it's important for us to process these things. I'm in my mid-50s, and that's not old. However, I'm not in my 20s or 30s anymore, in my 40s. And those years went by very quickly. So at this stage in my life, I feel like that I'm, I'm much more attentive. I'm much more deliberate with the fact that I have to leave a legacy that will live beyond my years on the earth. So I do that through one-on-one communication, through friendship, through prayer. But, you know, I also I write books and I do these recordings, and so there's there's different levels of leaving a legacy. My, my point is this, friend. Live deliberate when it comes to living in such a way that you leave a living, godly legacy for those that come after you, and even for those that are on the earth today. And I'm... I'm wanting to return to the the verse that I used a couple of weeks ago. I still think it's it's an amazing verse, and it has a lot of depth. A lot of us can quote it verbatim, different translations. But Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1, Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. One translation says, Follow me as I follow Christ. So Paul is inviting his readers in, in Corinth, the church at Corinth, to live the way that Paul himself was living. Now, not just because he could preach, not just because he could pray, not just because he was a scholar, and he really was. He was uh, trained as a Pharisee and knew the law. He was a Benjamite. He even gave his credentials at one point, even though he didn't want to, but he he did it to prove who he was. But, But anyhow, Paul invites the church at Corinth, and of course that letter now is with us, it's part of our canonized scripture, but he says, follow me or do what I'm doing. Why? Because I do what Jesus does. Now, the question when it comes to legacy is this, um, do we really have the ability to invite people to live the way that we are living? Now, there's a huge difference between being successful in ministry, and I'll qualify that in a minute, being successful in ministry, being a, a good preacher, a good orator, maybe being a uh, an accomplished Christian author, maybe having a successful 
um, radio program or a successful um, podcast or a large mailing list or whatever. In other words, my point is this. You can do all those things and not leave a living, godly legacy. In other words, you can do a lot of ministry activity. You can do a lot of ministry um, you know, around the world. You can um, preach. You can teach. You can pray out loud. You can write Christian books and even write good Christian books. You can teach in Bible colleges and, and still not really know Jesus in an intimate way. You can know all about him. You can know who he was historically. You can know when he walked the earth. You can know the names of his disciples. You can know the, 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 the era of history that he lived in. You can know all about the Roman Empire. You can know about Israel. You can know all these things, my friend, and not really know Jesus. So here's my point today. Um, we don't want to just leave a religious example, even a noble, pious religious example, void of intimacy with Jesus. So when I'm calling us to leave a legacy of, of, of knowing God, I'm calling us to leave a legacy that is founded, that is grounded on intimacy with Jesus Christ to where the Lord can say of us, as he said of Abraham, that Abraham was a friend of God. Friend, that's the the quality, that's the the depth of relationship I believe that we need to live in and then invite people to walk with us in that same way. So I, I was blessed. I shared a little bit of this before, but I was blessed when I first got saved to be introduced to um, two people that would become my in-laws. And my wife um, was born late in their life. Um, she was actually um, a late child for them. They had several. They had three other children prior to my wife's birth, and when she was born, they were in their like late forties, early fifties. So she was a surprise baby on, on on certain levels, of course. Anyhow, they were very godly people, and when I met them, they had already had a track record. I'll call it that. A history. It's probably a better word of living for Jesus. So they didn't just invite me. To learn how to do church, they were pastors, they were, again, church planters, but they really invited me into their personal walk with Jesus Christ. As a result, I learned that prayer was foundational to my life. I, I learned that you could hear from God. I learned that the gifts of the Spirit are for today. I learned that if I would be sensitive and learn to wait upon the Lord, that the Lord would direct me and that He would guide me and that He would strengthen me and that He would He would give me insight beyond my human ability and beyond my educational experiences. And, 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 and the Lord became very real in my life as a result of me following my in-laws because of their walk with God. So again, they knew a lot about God. They had studied the Bible for years. They had taught and preached for years. They had done many things, but that was not the thing that impressed me. The thing that impressed me was that they knew Jesus. They were intimate with Jesus Christ. And and I, 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 I feel forever indebted to them. Honestly, every time that I preach, whether it be in America or around the world, Every time that I've ever really done anything for the Lord, whether it be pastoring or, or traveling ministry, every single season, I knew that I stood on the shoulders of my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, that their roots in intimacy with God 
were still the roots that my spiritual life was connected to. Therefore, they continue to live through me. I was blessed to actually officiate or to preach both of their funeral services. And I, with both of them, I pretty much dealt with the fact that they leave a living heritage, a living legacy in many, many people. So I, I feel their spiritual life in me. And that might sound strange to you, but please understand what I'm saying. Because they were faithful to be intimate with God, to, to, to pray, to hear His voice, to walk with Him. Their legacy, their heritage now lives through me, and they took me by the hand. They didn't just say, go do it, son. They didn't just say, here's how you know. They said, here, take my hand, follow my example, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ, as Paul said. Let me let me read another passage from Paul. I read this a couple of weeks ago, but I want to read it again because I believe it just has so much merit and it speaks so much. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 7, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my fathers did, my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly filled with joy when I call to remembrance, what, listen to this, the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is now in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God. One translation says, fan the flame of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Let me just draw your attention again this week. I did this a couple of weeks ago, but but I want to go back to it because I think it's important. It's foundational. Um, Paul said, listen, I, I call to remembrance. I want you to remember the sincere, genuine faith that was in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Lewis, um, I'm sorry, in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And he said, and I am persuaded or I'm convinced this same faith is in you. Why? Because of the life that they lived, their life prophesied into the destiny of Timothy, their son and the grandson and the son of these two women. Their their living legacy literally lived in the life of Timothy. And of course, Paul's legacy also lived in Timothy. He was a protege or a spiritual son. Paul calls him a beloved son. He was one that, that Paul was very close to, I'm sure very proud of. And, and very deliberate with regard to discipling him and teaching him the ways of the Lord. Um, however, Paul said, listen, remember your grandmother, son. Remember your mother. Remember their faith, not just their religion, but he called it, and I love this, in this translation, he calls it a genuine faith, a sincere faith, a real, authentic faith. In other words, these women knew the Lord. 
They didn't just know about him. They didn't just know the history of Israel. They didn't just know the law of Moses. They didn't just know the history of the judges, the prophets, the kings of Israel, all these important things that are connected to Israel's history. But they knew the Lord himself. So Paul said, listen, when it comes to your destiny, son, Timothy, remember mama, remember grandmother, remember the fact that I laid hands on you and I imparted gifts into you. Now fan into flame, stir up the giftings of God in your life. Listen, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I know somebody's listening to me right now and you have in many ways thought about and even tried to leave and to walk away from the call of God upon your life. The pressure has been too intense. The, the circumstances have been overwhelming. I want you to remember, my brother, my sister, where you have come from. Remember the prophecy over your life. Remember hands being laid upon you and the gifts of God being imparted into you. Remember the vision of the Lord that the Lord gave you. And even though the enemy would love to steal that away from you, I speak life into your calling. I prophesy victory into your destiny. I speak supernatural provision. If you will be faithful to the Lord, then my friend, he will be faithful to his calling upon your life. He is more faithful, as I said at the beginning of this program, he is more faithful to you and your destiny than you are. And if you learn to lean into him and his love and his grace, he will fuel you. He will fill you with his Holy Spirit and he will give you the strength, the endurance, the perseverance to go forward in faith into the call of God. There is a legacy that lives in you, the same type of legacy that lived in Timothy because of grandmother and mother and because of Paul's influence in his life. And I don't know who that's for, but I just felt the Lord wanted me to do that, and someone needs to receive that today because, listen, friend, you have much to do. You have much to do for the Lord Jesus. Let me, let me read you some quotes today. we got a few minutes here left, but, again, I'm talking about legacy. I'm talking about what it means to walk out a legacy, what it means to leave a legacy to the next generation and the next generations, what it means to influence culture, to influence society, to live in such a way that at the end of our time on the earth, we can look back at our lives and we can see that we were faithful, faithful to be the people that God has called us to be, that we come to the end of our journey on the earth and we can say with the Apostle Paul that I was faithful. Paul told the, Paul told the elders of Ephesus at Miletus, he said, listen, the blood of no man is on my hands. I was faithful to preach the gospel. May that be you and me, my friend, that we are faithful. Whatever that calling is, it might be to disciple someone in a village somewhere. It, it might be to plant a church in a metropolitan city in America or maybe in Europe. Whatever that calling is, my friend, it might be to be faithful to your job and to be a witness there and to be a disciple of Jesus Christ on that job that reaches out and does the work of an evangelist and prays for people and, and sees the power of God manifested through healings and deliverance and salvation. Whatever the calling is, we all have a calling. Again, I want to reiterate that we all have a legacy to live in and to live leave when we are done with our time on this earth. So it's for everyone that's listening today. Listen to a quote by Ludwig von Zinzendorf. 
He actually founded the Moravian Missionaries. We've, we've got a little property up in Moravian Falls, North Carolina, where some of his disciples were. They came from, from Europe, from Germany originally. And these missionaries really dispersed throughout the world at that time and had such a major influence um, with regard to winning the lost and prayer. They had a, a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week prayer meeting that lasted 100 years. So we owe a lot to the Moravian missionaries and their legacy. But listen to the founder. Count Ludwig von Zinzendorf said this, I have but one passion, he said. It is he, speaking of Jesus, it is he alone. The world is the field, and the field is the world, and henceforth that country shall be my home where I can most be used in winning souls for Christ. When I think of Zinzendorf, I think of souls. I think of paying the price to leave a legacy. He was faithful to the call of God. He was faithful to the purposes of Jesus Christ. He was faithful to win the loss and to, to, to pour his life into many that he would send around the world that would, would embark on this incredible journey to make Jesus known as, 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 the, old, as the old saying goes, to, to rescue the perishing and to care for the dying. That's, that's who he was. C.T. Studd, the the, the great cricketer from, from the United Kingdom, from England, who was raised in, in wealth and, and somewhat aristocratic-type royalty, was radically born again and, and gave his life for the mission field many years ago. But listen to the words that he said here. He said, Some wish to live within the sound of a chapel bell, but I want to, re- I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. Zin's, or, sorry, C.T. Studd was basically saying this, My passion, my heart is to expend my time on this earth in the layers of darkness in order that I might be able to bring the light and to pull others from that pit of sin, that, that, that miry clay, and to reveal Jesus Christ to them. C.T. Studd, his legacy is not that he was a famous cricketer, even though he was. His legacy is that he was a soul winner. He was a man of God. He was faithful to the destiny of God upon his life. I, I think of the, the great evangelist Billy Sunday, who was a baseball player and a good baseball player, professional baseball player. But his legacy is not baseball. His legacy is that he preached the gospel. He was unwilling to compromise the truth of the gospel. And as a result, Billy Sunday saw many, many souls won to the Lord. Listen, friend, the primary element in the life of a follower of Jesus is that we must steward and guard our hunger for the Lord Jesus Christ, our devotion life. Listen, the the heart cry of Moses was this, Lord, show me your glory. Is that your cry today, friend? You see, the legacy that I'm talking about today, again, is not being a good preacher. It's not being a polished professional orator. It's not being the greatest Christian writer. It's not having the greatest media influence in America or around the world. The legacy I'm talking about is, do you know Jesus? And can you invite others into your life because you are intimate with Jesus? Can you say to them, do what I'm doing? Live how I'm living. Take my hand and I'll lead you into what it means to know the Lord. Can you say that? Because, friend, that's, that's really that's what matters at the end of our life. 
I don't want to come to the end of my life and be known as a good preacher. And I'm not saying I'm a good preacher, but I, I don't want to be known as just someone that traveled the world. I've been to dozens of nations, and I have been blessed to preach to thousands of people at times and sometimes just a few ha- a handful of people. And in every situation, it, it's an honor, but it's not the size of a crowd or the 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 invitations that I've received to preach around the world. What matters is, did I know Jesus? And did I take people into my walk with God? Friend, that is the great, great need of this generation. James 4, 8 said it's this way. It says this way. The Lord says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So James is saying, listen, here's what the Lord says. If you'll draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those, the Lord Jesus said, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will or they shall be filled. You see, we've learned to do church effectively in this generation, but oftentimes we don't really know Jesus. Unlike much of what we read and even preach about, sadly, the ability to instill a deep hunger for Jesus into others has become something rare in modern church life. And friend, it must be revived. We must have spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, like my in-laws, J.B., and Arliss Merle were their names. But we we must have spiritual fathers and mothers who know how to take you by the hand into that deep place with Jesus. Father, I, I thank you so much for who you are in our lives. I thank you that there are people listening right now around the world. I thank you, Lord, that hearts are stirring, that hearts are burning for more of you. Lord, may we be a people that leave a legacy, that that instill a legacy into those that we have influence over, Lord. Father, I pray, awaken hunger and thirst within us to know you as never, ever before. And thank you for your faithfulness in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you for listening to Maintain the Flame today. To learn more about our ministry, you can go to keith-collins.org, or you can also find us at impactgf.org. We are blessed and honored to know that you're listening And we pray that the flame of God would be maintained and even increased in your life today. We'll see you again next week. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins. I want to ask you to please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you hunger for a greater passion for the Lord that will not dim or subside, then please subscribe and listen weekly to episodes that will encourage you in your walk with God. To learn more about my ministry, please go to keith-collins.org or impactgf.org.